Welcome to the Outsider Podcast by Bleed TV. This is Zach. I'm Jake. And I'm Cash. And tonight is the ever so sad season finale. Possible series? Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. They, I'm going with season. season. It just didn't say season. On HBO, it says season finale. And we have heard season. that they are working on season two and everything. Just had to throw it out there. Yeah. You know, test the We've heard. There's no official you know, yeah, message but, uh, on that. But. God, I'm saying season, damn it. <laughs> and, uh, a lot of hints pointing towards yeah, just a season. There's plenty that. in the episode. Uh, first, I want to apologize. We're out a day late. We had some scheduling issues. We're out of town and stuff. And so I know some of y'all were blowing us up on social media. Thank you. We, we're getting you know, there. That was the paycheck in of itself right yeah, there. It was exactly, just people wanting exactly. to hear what we were going to say tonight. <laughs> Absolutely. But uh, yes, this is episode 10, must slash can't. Yes. I think is what it was. Um, this must and cannot be the last episode is what we're going to go with, right? That's you no, know. no, you just that was, weak. That yeah, was, that that was pretty, bad. I was stretching that out pretty bad. soft, <laughs> soft ball right there. Okay, all right, get off. Anyway, <laughs> the episode itself, I mean, the overall synopsis, what you like, dislike, it will hit me up. We want to talk the episode or like the just season overall, as a whole? overall, well, how the episode do for you, and then we can say overall how the season was if you want to. I was mostly happy with the episode, and for the season, I feel like this could have been one of the best eight-episode seasons ever. <laughs> I like how you stuck yeah. that in there. <laughs> I mean, I, I couldn't even say seven, maybe even six. I, I think six would have been the perfect number for this show. I'm going to go well, seven to eight. I don't want to – I'm not complaining because as a guy who really likes character development and really pays attention to that we stuff – We got to see a lot of it. It's like, would I cut out the episode with Jack and Holly riding in the car most of the time? And I would say, well, if you were going to shave one off, maybe that one. But the thing is, I love Jack and that. Yeah. Well, you know. I'll tell you this. I would shave 20 or 30 minutes out of two or three episodes. They would probably cut out on a whole episode or two. That I didn't think it was necessary. Okay, so shave off things out of certain episodes, not eliminate an episode. Like I'd say, like, like that episode you're talking about, 20 minutes out of the episode, I enjoyed for certain parts of it. You know what I mean? And just like, even like number nine was kind of like anticlimactic for episode nine, like we talked about, but you could take 15, 20 minutes out of that one. And you could, t- I think there was some filler parts in there to make a, a 10 uh, episode deal. To me, it was a nine episode or a really strong eight, like you said. But I want to be clear and say that there was not a part of this series that I did not enjoy. I will agree with that. I, there was never a time I was like, oh, man, we have to watch The Outsider tonight. There was never an episode that made me go, okay, we took a big step backwards. Or no, even I wouldn't even say I would watch an episode and be like, well, I wish they would have cut that out. That was a little... I don't even mind that. I'm right. not even saying that. I'm just saying an overall, no all-encompassing, compared to other seasons of television that we've watched from HBO or other good you know, companies, this would have been one of the best ever. I'll give you that. At eight episodes, I think. Yeah, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. 100%. Episode-wise, myself, um, I thought it was very unique that we basically came to a conclusion at 30 minutes into the episode, and then we spent the next 30 to 35 minutes... Wrapping up. Wrapping up the conclusion of everything, which is something that I honestly cannot think of another show that's ever done it that way. I mean, the last thing I think I've seen anything like this was Lord of the Rings... You know, at the very end, we dropped the ring. All the goodbyes. Then, yeah. yeah. And that was kind of how this show was. And it was well done. Like, and, and that works in Lord of the Rings because you had 60 characters plus. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where in this show, we, we, we had, had three or 60 four, plus. We had three, three or four survive, you know, and we don't even get certain goodbyes with certain characters, you know. So the ending is so hectic 
except for maybe Ralph's mm-hmm. ending. But the ending is so hectic for all the characters and stuff, I feel like it could have honestly just rolled directly into another episode. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Agree with that. Like if there was a season two that was like immediately you could binge watch. It's like that's what it felt like. Yeah. This felt like a cliffhanger, not necessarily for another season, but almost just like, hey, another episode's coming. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Eleven next week. You know? Yeah. I mean, that's how I felt about it in a way. I don't know why. I just kind of did. Because we're coming right back next week. Yeah. Because Westworld. Ralph's situation wrapped up like the ending of a season. You know? Yes. Or even a series. But the other characters are still like I feel like frantic. You know what I'm saying? Where Yule. I think it, everybody was still coming to grips there. Yeah, right? they're all sweating to death, <laughs> trying to get their story straight. <laughs> And I feel like, I don't know, they, it just, it felt like there was just going to be more, you know, at the, right at the end of this. If you look at social media, man, the, it was torn. There was a lot of people who were like, oh, I'm so disappointed. This is how it went out. There were so many people who were like, man, that was anticlimactic. And there was this, I mean, there was so much, a wide range of comments. I mean, all the emails we got, some people were like, that's just not what I wanted or that's not what I expected. And I can't believe it was over 30 minutes in and, you know, things of that nature. I think a lot of people had a lot of big expectations or their own personal expectations. And maybe they just weren't satisfied with what they got based on what we had for the nine episodes leading up. I mean, definitely that's their own personal expectations and everything. But it's like Jake's been telling us and bracing us for the entire time is a lot of Stephen King novels just end and they don't give you the ending that you want. And it's all about the journey and the character development you get throughout, and then you just kind of accept the ending that he gives you. But I thought he did a pretty good job with this ending. And, I mean, we'll talk a little bit about that I didn't that have a problem me. with it. I, I, I didn't. I, I, I just came away with, like Jake said, I came away with, like, I'm not real sure how I feel because I'm just stunned by the method they went by to end the episode. I, I like the realism of it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of talk of, you know... Oh, the... the that's not going with necessarily realism because that's conspiracy theories down the road of people covering up. Uh... Well, no, well, no, I'm I'm talking about like we know we always talk about how network shows people don't cuss. Yeah, and I'm just like that's not how people talk to each other. People drop I'll give you cuss that. words all the time. You know, nudity. You know, it's there. It's real. Yeah. You know, it's why I can't watch network television. Right. I yeah. like this now. A lot of people might find this as anticlimactic, mm-hmm. but I look at it like. What else was supposed to happen? Did you want it to turn into a big freakish monster like it? I think that's what people were wanting. I think people were expecting just like the kids from Derry going into the sewers that we had our main characters going into a cave to confront a monster. Well, I mean, when I was talking to people, some of our listeners and everything, we were talking we wanted pure evil and just gore. like Kind of like that mouth coming out and talking about it. So, yeah, I mean, I wanted that in a monster. But like you said, the realism sticks better. I, I just don't. I think it would have been a a step just a little too far if that thing had turned into something. I hate to see him jump the shark in the final episode. Right. Like, you know. Yeah. It part of the part of the intrigue and the scariness was is the the lack of visual, and you're letting your mind take over, and you know imagine what's really you know feeling. I mean, like the audio sounds that monster made. You and, know, while things were going on, were was just as creepy as if I'd seen it turn around with like a mouthful of things in which I would have been like, yeah, okay, that's not what I expected, you know, because we don't, we didn't see that in other episodes when it's eating things and stuff. So, I mean, like it would have been too much. Like you said, jump the shark. Um, I also look at this. It was very climactic early. I mean, the whole deal with people dying, car oh, we came explosions, out like firecracker. things of that nature. A lot of the climactic parts were early, right in the beginning. 
And then it went into the whole cover-up lull and everything else. And so maybe, I th- it's just like I said, it goes back to that timing. Maybe if all that stuff had happened at the very end of the episode, you know, done a flop or whatever, then um, maybe they have a different feeling about it. I'm not real sure. I'm happy they went a different direction. When I, more and more I think about it, I'm happy they, they shake... That they didn't follow the normal book of how you're supposed to wrap up a season or series or however you want to call it by shaking it. I'd know? much rather be surprised. Right. And yeah. I was. And I think that's the reason we sat there watching it going, okay, wow, I, I feel really weird about this ending because we were just not prepared for how they went about it. Yeah. I mean, even even my prediction that the Jack was going to get bit by a rattlesnake. When he shovels off the first rattlesnake, I was like, well, fuck that prediction. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm just like, yeah, just like that went out the window. Well, that just, it's almost like they were listening to me and just shit all over me right there. You know? Jake, F you. <laughs> that hit me on a personal yeah. level. Um, but it's not like I'm the only one that predicted that that was going to no. happen or like that. But it, when it happened, I was like, well, well, that was against me. You know, um, but then for him to actually be kind of the way he goes out. It's like, oh, okay, well, that kind of made me feel a little better. Yeah. A little better. I was like, who is that UFC fight? Did you all watch that UFC fight? Oh, my God. Joanna? Yes. The oh, hematoma was, like, <laughs> was insane. You I mean, that's that what watermelon he, on her face? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what he was looking like after he exactly. got, after you yeah. hear him getting bit the whole time. He's like, oh, motherfucker. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, my God, what's going on up there? And he comes yeah. out. I was like, oh, oh, <laughs> went three rounds against her, huh? Um, and lost. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Look, let's dive into the, the first part, okay? And by the way, we got some kudos on email and Twitter and everything else talking about how we did a great job predicting who was dying and this and so on. Um, it was a pretty easy prediction. We picked everybody. And, uh, <laughs> pretty much that. Just went from that. there. We were wrong. We were wrong. It was Howie. Howie blows up. Howie was the one that blows up. Look, Howie came out of nowhere with a blue jacket. And I, was, I stand by it as a green jacket in the preview. Like, I know... It, I don't know. Just, All I know is Howie went out in a blaze. The only thing I was pissed <laughs> about was, hey, Howie might survive. Somebody get your ass over there yeah, and I check on that, Howie. He didn't look that bad. Like yeah, I understand like, he got blown up by a vehicle. Like Completely understand that. But He was on a little fire. Yeah. Dude, I, I totally fire would have been okay with him surviving this. Based with, on with some you, with some rough burns, yeah, like him being burned or him over going, oh, oh you know, and they're patting him down. So I'm too Instead, old for this shit. They just went ahead and decided he <laughs> was crisper and dead immediately. How he's good and dead, guys. We yeah, shouldn't look yeah, at yeah, him at all. Worth, you know, about not, twenty not minutes quite later. dead. <laughs> do, me a favor, do me a favor, will you? <laughs> it's like Monty Python. It's yeah, like, exactly. bring your dead. Yeah. Bring I, your dead. I felt the same way. I was like, Howie could still be alive, people. Yeah. Is there no urgency for Howie? No, there was, was none. none. We're willing to go out there and grab the brother who's taking a shot in the chest and who's literally not breathing and dead to a hammer. <laughs> but you know, yeah, poor but Howie. Let the lawyer burn. <laughs> you know? So, well, I, well, guys, I still owe Howie like two grand. Just let, let it go. Take it a minute. Take a minute. Uh, do we think Seal's character was necessary in the whole in the grand scheme of the show? No, but he was fun. He brought good information. Yeah, and- I, I just saw people on Twitter were like, why the hell was he even in the show? You know, they just blow him away or whatever. Um, I enjoyed it. Yeah, he was fun. He was a good lot of acting. comic relief, you know. Yeah. Those, where I come from, those cups don't wash themselves. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I love that type of shit. They gave him a lot of good writing and everything. Once, I don't think he ever brought something to the table that wasn't needed. No, I don't think he was ever unnecessary. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I saw a lot of people, you know, bitching about that on Twitter. And I was like, ah, shut up. The only thing I didn't like, what was he shooting? Was he shooting just birdshot? 
and that's why he was affecting Jack because I mean that's like a country uh, snake gun he was shooting. Yeah, I mean, it well, was, I, I I debated because when I what I thought I saw when he was in the truck was him loading some kind of like a snake charmer or like a four ten shotgun. I think it was you know a snake charmer. That's what I think it was, and so I think when he was shooting. If he was shooting a snake charmer around or, you know, like small shotgun for people who don't know what that means, um, it wouldn't break that bottle up there by Jack like it did. Unless it was... A, Depends on the round. Yeah. It, very highly unlikely to me. I don't know. Either way it goes, a snake charmer also can handle a solid round as well. So it's mm, a very yeah. universal, it's an old school type of gun and it befits his character and what he would have in that house. It's perfect for... Country boys that live in, near the woods and the hills know there's going to come across snakes. Absolutely. It's exactly I, what it's used for. I was just trying to figure out, distance-wise, what he was shooting to... I think there's a reason why he was the only one that was able to hit anything near Jack. It's because he was firing something that had a little bit of a spread. Bread, yeah. You know, was able to hit something. Because I mean, he's just sitting there hip-firing. Shooting from the hip. <laughs> he's hip-firing. Cowboy. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's the thing. Even if he had raised up to aim... Yeah, <laughs> would, a snake charmer's not. You know, there's, you're, you're, you're not aiming. You're like. hoping for the broad side of the bone. I mean, you really, really are. And so that, it makes the most sense yeah, for that. Type it was of a good weapon. cover weapon. Okay, yeah. like, you know, that's what I was just trying to figure out the whole time. I was just like, this isn't making much sense to me right now. But yeah. right, um, play a little and, bit with it, and then he just gets yeah, he takes docked the, right in the chest. Yeah, I was, he was he was toast. He didn't have a chance. And bravo to Jack the whole time, just laugh like those laughs he was giving the entire time. Chugging Jack and just, just drooling. Oh, that zoom in on the drool coming the drool. down. Drool, couple Ooh. things of the drool. The you know Kuko sitting in the cave. You see a drool line running mm-hmm. off of him and stuff when he's having well, a little bit of a meltdown. It feeds into Jack's character of uh, you know the sniper evidently wanted to be able to have this kind of moment. You know what I mean? And he's getting to live it a little bit. Oh, why does he have to keep yeah. shooting Andy on the ground? Oh, just poor guy. Well, it's what, another it three or four the, rounds. Was the, no, the PI you're talking about, right? Not no, Andy. Yes, you're right. No, Alec. 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 Shooting Alec on the yeah, ground. Putting a few extra rounds in his body. Dude. Yeah. That was cold. But, and he's like, you motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Poor Alec. Like, the, yeah. Well, we he didn't see, feel anything. <laughs> we see him like seven different times throughout the scene. With half his The prop on. master. Got all of his fill, and he's just like, "Yes, yeah, get to see it again." Just half a face. Yeah, I mean, oh, they they only just glaze across it a few times, but, but you it, see it every time. It's a giant hole missing yeah, in yeah, front yeah. of his face. <laughs> it's it's disturbing. Yeah. It's, okay, what was Andy's idea about getting into this car and backing up? I think his plan was to go get help. I, well, they just kept saying cell phone reception. Well, remember who was it? Um, Andy that pulled out a cell phone, right? Mm-hmm. And they were like, no, no, no. And they no, stopped him. And then he was like, don't even think about it. So what he did was he pulled a cell phone out, realized there was no reception to call for help. Mm-hmm. So he went to run to the vehicle. That's why they were trying to stop him. Okay. So I think he was going to go for help. I can see that. I just think he should have been able to back up with a little bit more urgency or... That's the next thing is that like he was creeping. And to me, to me running in the woods in a direction... If you know where the shots are coming from and you know where you're able to defend yourself by sitting on a vehicle, to me, you could run in a tree line in another direction or something and get around to to make it where it's more interesting. A better chance of survival, whatever you want to call it. How the car, he ended up in the car and was backing up like it was at the creeping pay, it just didn't, it didn't make a lot of sense to me. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. But also, 
if he was just trying to be even a diversion, because I also can't see him leaving Holly. I agree with that as well. Behind. You yeah. know, so maybe, but but then, you know, Yule makes the comment. What did they say at Storming the Beach at Normandy? You know what I mean? Advance or die? Advance or die. You know, so it's like, I thought yeah. they were going to try to flank Jack. What a great line right there. And yeah. Yule's sitting there with half of an arm, just like, advance or die. It's just like, <laughs> all right, yeah, I'm ready to die with you. You know, it's like back in high school, you got your coach yelling at you and everything. It was like, boom, run yeah. through a wall for you. Um, uh, I, was, I was pleased. I thought at first we were about to get the terrible shooting of a gas tank and it explode, but they did it right. This was tactical. Man, did he know what he was doing with it. Oh, yeah. Miss Brothers would be proud. And then because the fuel was still coming out, so it had a chance to still go up into the tank and everything. And then to wait for Howie to run towards the vehicle before you shoot. Yep. (sighs) Didn't give him a chance to to get away. Yeah, brutal stuff. They did what snipers do. You know, we saw it in Saving Private Ryan and things like Ooh. that. You know, a full metal jacket. You shoot a guy and hope that your friends come out to save him. Bait. Yep. You know, and then you get all wasted. But to see Andy creep back forward after With the arm hanging the out. arm hanging out. And, oh. I, and I like the fact they didn't actually even show him get shot. No. Wasn't needed. But that's what I'm saying. But, I mean, normally gratuitous you know would have been in there and you would have seen him <laughs> poor alec you know spatter just, the windshield you know <laughs> no i think it was we still had alec sitting there on well, the floor and everything as he was creeping back forward it was like yeah, yeah, yeah that'll do well yeah. i think if you remember or when they showed the angle of him shooting he decided to shoot through the back of the car and you didn't actually see andy's head or anything like that i think he shot him through the seat yeah through the, got, his back right and that's what got him and he just slumped over that's why the car started rolling up. And, man, that was just br- – and as slow as he went away and as slow yeah. as he was coming back up, it was just yeah. tough, man. I think the only thing that was maybe missing was the horn honking. Oh, but laying I, on the horn? Yeah, I, I couldn't tell if well, he would have been on the head, steering wheel. His arm laid out to the left, and his head laid on his shoulder. It didn't lay forward. Okay. That way you could see his face um, as it was crumbing up. And, so, and that's how – I think that was better shot because when Holly looks, stands up and looks and sees his face, she realizes he didn't make it. You yeah. Know? Um, Which bravo to Cynthia who plays Holly. Like right. her facial expressions throughout this entire episode, fantastic. You know the funny thing is on social media, people were kind of bashing the way that they decided to uh, make her character for this season because evidently a lot of the book readers are pretty disappointed. Because uh, based on how the character was developed in Mr. Mercedes and how they've done this one, um, that it doesn't correspond. I'm not a book reader, so I couldn't tell you anything different. Uh, but I was just, I was kind of surprised that that, it, that I didn't see any of that until after this episode. I have zero complaints for Holly's character in the no. show. I, I, I think she was probably the best character on the show for me. I think they invited her in as an eccentric character. I know she's from the Mr. Mercedes situation. I know Andy's not even in the book. Mm-hmm. So this is a, you know, a thrown-in thing. Um, but I don't think it hurt the show in any shape, way, or form. I think she was fantastic. I, like I said, I didn't read the book, and mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to compare, but I, somebody said in the comments that she she's white with short hair in the in the books. It's not even an African American character, but I could. I think she's phenomenal. I mean, she probably is in the book. I mean, it was a Stephen King written novel back in the. I don't know when this book was written. This book is actually very new. Yeah, this book's not that old, but very new. If anybody had any problem with her, I can't see it because she was fantastic. And I mean, I could see somebody being upset with Andy, but I thought he brought a lot to the show. Dude, I don't have a problem with any character. That's the thing. If you're a book reader and you're like, "Well, Andy's just shoehorned in. He wasn't even in the book." 
I could see why you would feel a little off about it, but that's what I was yeah. saying. As show watchers that we are, we came into the show and said, "Hey, we're not book readers. We're going to come at it from the show point of view." She was fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. they were all were. They all yeah, I don't, I don't name have a one about character idiot. you thought was a waste of time and wish they wasn't in the show. There ain't none. Name one. Yeah, there's not. You can't. And anybody who says differently, I feel sorry. I just don't. I just don't see. Every character had a purpose. Every character brought something to the table. Every character did a phenomenal job of acting. And it was well put together. The visuals were amazing. And just like this episode, the camera angles, again, did never disappoint. How about the double camera angles when they went into the cave a little bit later where you got to see two different shots at the same time? Yep. I mean, that was something completely new. So kudos to this, man. All right, so Jack... All right, we already know how he blows up. Boom, boom! Everybody cares about you know Harry, you know how he roasting on the ground over there. <laughs> Everybody watched their lawyer bill go up and smoke. Um, and so then, like you said, Jack scoops away the the rattlesnake, but then the rattlesnake comes back, bites him. Well, how about the makeup department with the bumps on the back of his neck? Because uh, those things were massive, pulsating. Well, and they started filling up mm-hmm. on his neck when he decided not to shoot Holly. Or was battling with not oh, yeah. shooting Holly. Damn you yeah. to hell. You know? Yeah. And that, and his well, we think was, that came from the conversation when they were driving. And he's like, I don't really believe in anything. I never did believe in anything, but I do now. And she said that because he was conflicted with heaven and hell. I, I think it had something to it. And so, because he definitely paused and he goes. That had an effect on him. He, what, he said something to the effect I of, sure am. I where sure I am, am now. Oh, no. They said they surely will. Okay. Um, I think is what he said, but so, it, something along yeah, those something lines. Either way, obviously he left his leg dangling out there to be bit by the snake on purpose. At that point, it was. Um, I thought we. I almost thought we weren't going to see him again. I would have been disappointed in that. I'm glad they show him walk out mm-hmm. and you know give the Full Metal Jacket again. Well, um, all right. So he's bitten the leg. Okay. Are we sure we bit in the leg? I mean, the man was wearing cowboy boots no, no. and blue jeans. He gets bitten multiple times. Yeah, That's gets, why he keeps screaming. Yeah, we hear him screaming in the woods. Because okay. you see his arm. Because his arm looks like it's 400 swollen. pounds. Oh, yeah. And then his, his arm jaw swollen, is jacked up. And his face is swollen. He gets bit in at least three different spaces. Did you see his eyes? Like how they were turning like oh, black? They were turning blacky, yeah. yeah. There was a reason I brought up that UFC fight. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was, you know, he's in there. Go kill him. And then... I was surprised he didn't say sorry or anything like that. They knew it wasn't him. I don't think it was needed. That's why. That's why Holly was upset that he was about to shoot himself. You know, and she was like, "No," oh. you know. Then he, you know, ends himself. But uh, I like that. Once again, even well, though she knows it's his fault, she's not happened. She's not yelling at Jack. She's yelling yeah. at Cuco, controlling Jack. Well, and it's like Ralph's face throughout the entire fight. He's like, "I can't believe I have to kill Jack." You know, and yeah. he's not. No one's angry at Jack for coming down to shoot him. Even at the end when they're going through the story, you can tell it's paining them to say Jack is being used by somebody else. And he's not the main person that they're going after. Yeah, and I love the the question at the beginning of the episode. Who the hell's the shooter? And Ralph has to like come to the realization that that it's Jack. Jack. I I was like, oh, man. He knows what he's up against. Mm -hmm. A marksman. You know what I mean? Top of his class. Yeah. He knows exactly what he's dealing with. I'm fucked. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it was just like, oh, I have his pistols. And like, I mean, do you keep seeing it throughout the well, entire time? that, he has the advantage. He's on the upper. He's got the line of sight. He's side. got I cover. Mean, I mean, yeah. he's. A giant rock of cover. Yeah. I mean, like, there, there, there was no chance. Fish uh, in a barrel. Uh, absolutely not. Um, 
So Yule decides to stay out there, drags, you know, crispy and, you know, faceless over to the van. <laughs> and uh, him and Claude are just hanging out. And, yeah. and so Claude says, you know, he's talking to his brother at one point. He's like, they got you good, man. They got you good. I'm like, who are you talking to? Yeah, yeah, you're talking to no one. <laughs> he didn't hear nothing, Jack. <laughs> so Holly and Ralph go inside the cave. Um, and they go inside, and I, does she put another lens on one of the flashlights? Is that what I'm getting? So they could see the same effect on the wall, on the no, handprints? I think Ralph gives her several different flashlights. Hands her a couple. So there's one that's a like a black light style and one that's a normal light. And that makes better sense. And uh, you get to see all this hands and frenzy all over it, and you get to see multiple carcasses and f- different animals. Um I said he was feeding and everything, but a lot of those carcasses looked yeah, old and old. desiccated. Yeah, that yeah. first one was like super old. Yeah, yeah I agree. Uh, I, I, that was they're like, like he's feeding. I was like that shit is way way older than him eating. Yeah, there's he's no eating, way nah, he's eating dust. And bone <laughs> yeah, the only thing I think was that was an armadillo, armadillo that that, that was fresh that has been gutted. You know, um, that was the only thing I saw, but. They make their way through the cave. She's fooling with the lights, uh, the light switch thing. Okay, random question: How were the lamps on in this in this cave? But that's what, that is electricity that's I running know that, to that. But is that what was powering the lamps? Yeah, and you have to remember the reason there's a mattress there and that the power works in there is because it used to be a oh you know hippies and stuff like that were going in there to have sex and stuff like that, hide drugs and, and, and do drugs. Kind of stuff. So that's why they have things still working in there. Okay. I just want to double check with y'all on that. Um, Because to me, she flipped it up like she turned it on. But I thought the guy had, they already had light in there when they were showing scenes of him controlling Jack. Yeah, I agree. So just she turned it on? I think she was showing that the switch wasn't doing anything. Okay. It's just an old switch that Mm -hmm. has no bearing with electrical. Well, I mean, I'm sure it could have bearing. I'm just saying, I don't think it had anything to do with the fact that. The lamps are on inside. Okay. Well, I, it was just a detail that it yeah. stuck out to me. Yeah. Because why show her mess with the light switch if it had nothing to do with the lights that were dealing with the monster, if that makes sense. Okay. So they, they, they get to a part of the cave and they like, this is where the cave-in happened. And they find that marker that has all the names in there. Yeah. Great detail. I mean, to me, it's a fantastic Four detail. Boltons are on yeah, it. Right. Um, and then, of course, they get around the corner and they see the lights. They see the mattress. But what do you think about all the handprints? To me, it looks like it, you know it touches the wall constantly, going back and forth for when it's trying to eat and feed. Maybe I don't know. It said like she made a comment of it's a frenzy. There was a ton of them everywhere. They were everywhere, everywhere. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Just I don't that part. They, did nothing as of right now. Just touch the wall doesn't necessarily make total sense to me yet. Because you got to understand. That's a lot of damn handprints for a short amount of time he's in that cave. Yeah, he's not even in there that long. And I understand what they're saying. He's in a frenzy, he's scared, or whatever like that. But why would he just be in there just painting the walls? Yeah. It is interesting. It is very interesting. I'm not positive on that. I mean, that's a good question. I mean, I can't even come to the conclusion. Unless the prints that are being shown are not just his... They're the prints of everybody that's been walking through there over the years. But I don't know how their hands would be prints on the... I don't either. I, I don't see that at all. I'm just saying... Yeah. That's the only thing I can think of. It makes more sense that it would be... Maybe maybe it's because it failed at getting the boy the first time. 
you know, it's scared, it's weak, it's acting out, whatever. I mean, that's still just energy and caloric burn that, that just well, presumably we're talk, doesn't We're talking have. about something that's not human. So <laughs> we, <laughs> I we don't know. Yeah. I'm just trying to make sense of all the handprints. That's all I, I agree with that. I don't, it, I don't it, think it we make can. a pondering question. Yeah. If yeah. anyone has a good one, feel free to email us or something because we'd yeah, love let to us know what you bounce think it around until we can find something. All right, so we get to this part where we get there, and out of nowhere, you know, Cuckoo talks. Stay to the left, yeah. slippery. Yeah. We don't want Edge you to fall. Yeah. Things of that nature. And and it finally just shows and cut the lights on it, and they just start talking, you know? First and off, I'm, massive kudos to the sound man. Mm-hmm. When he starts talking, it's extremely clear. Doesn't sound a hundred percent human. It's got a little bit of that, like no, it's a little bit growl or a little growl to it, and I loved it. It was awesome. And I, Same I, feeling I had when he said, "Pass it back." You know, oh, yeah, no I was bad. like, "Oh, I like this." Well, and just this entire scene, I thought it was beautifully done. It made sense because he's not an overpowering monster or anything. Like we said, he's essentially human in and shape, just like physical sure. attributes and everything. So I didn't expect him to be able to just Superman dive at Ralph and Holly overtake him. He used his only real weapon that he could was his voice and saying mutual destruction. Like, let me go or we all go down in here. Well, he's kind of a trap. And, you mm-hmm. know, he's like, you can't kill me without killing yourself, without killing yourself. So he, that's why he stayed in the cave. I feel like, you know yeah. what I mean? I'll stay in here because if they come in and try to kill me, they all die. And he knows that he's not easily killed. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's going to be able a to survive. A single bullet hole, a knife, all these things. Don't kill it. So they're not aware of that yet. No. And uh, I mean, he came back to it because Ralph was, as he's at the end, he's like, you know, we had the conversation of, can you be killed? Yeah. I love that the actor who plays, you know, Claude and El Cuco and this like that, like you said, the, the tone of his voice was different, but even his mannerisms changed when he was talking to Holly. Let's talk about the questions, Holly. Question, you know, yep. you know, how old are you? Where, where are you from? You know, why children? Are there more than one? Is there more than one? I thought that was a key question. Yeah, I did too. Is there going more back of you, to going you know? back to the previous episode because that was not answered by the end of we'll this. We'll get episode. to that. Yes, yeah. because that's a part, big part I, I of do my theory as well. Um, so, and we really didn't get anything of substantive value from any of the questions. And for some reason, Ralph kept saying, quit asking questions. Why? Why not ask questions? He still just doesn't want to believe. No, I don't think he wants you talking to it. Like, it lures you into some kind of, you know, state of... So he's afraid of a supernatural ability of luring you in? Not necessarily, but they've all experienced his, you know, hallucinations. You know what I mean? So it's like... You know, it's a lot of things they say. It was kind of, it reminded me of The Exorcist, you know, and shout out to Sid Al who passed away this morning. Oh, no, that was tragic. Uh, Father Marin and The Exorcist were like mm-hmm. that, telling, you know, the other priest, don't speak to it. Don't have conversations with it. It will get into your head. It'll lure you into a, you know, a well, fog, basically. I love the monsters line of, you know, how were you able to get this podunk officer to believe so, you know, why were you able to believe so easily yeah. and, and convince someone else that I even exist? And it, it, she used that line earlier. She uses it at the end of the show where it's like an outsider sees an outsider. Yeah, outsider, outsider knows, knows, knows an, an outsider. outsider. Yeah. Um, but we do, we, we do get the moment. Claude walks up, greases him. 
Well, after they're selling him, please oh, don't yeah. shoot. You know what I mean? But I can understand where Claude's coming from. He just killed his brother. It, well, yeah. It's been torturing him. It's for also the past, been tormenting him. You what, know, two weeks, maybe even a little bit longer. Even better. El Cuco's visual, like he knows he's about to get shot. Oh, he knows he's, he's like, because he trigger. knows Claude's mind, like, okay, I'm about to take a bullet. Yeah. <laughs> Great Question. job. I mean, I yeah. saw it coming just like oh, absolutely. Else. Boom, boom. As soon as his face drops and you see him, like, ugh. He's like, he knows he's about to get shot. Could you go and shoot yourself like that that easily, though? Uh, like if, you if see, it had been tormenting you, probably in I mean, your man, head. Like, that's a weird uh, thing, though. If like you see yourself, I probably would have put a couple extra. <laughs> yeah, I'd probably be like, "Well, I know I'm me, and you're not me, so I'm gonna put a lot in you." Yeah. yeah. Well, it's kind of like a reversal on one of those tropes. You know, it's just like, no, 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 I'm the real one. I'm the real one. And that's the thing. And I remember saying, that was my prediction, was like, oh, watch for the cut like, on his shoulder. That's going to come so out upsetting. somewhere. So never used it. And it's just like, well, actually, once again, I was happier to be surprised than to be right. Yes. You know, it's just like, nah, just have him grease him. Works out perfectly. Yeah. And then, like, the cave starts coming down. Yeah. You know, it's just like, okay, this is well done. You know, we had, will the real Claude Bolton please stand up? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So did anybody have any issue with the cave-in? How it was kind of a partial cave-in? No. Not really. Only because. I mean, you can't predict a cave-in or anything. You never know what's going to be what on this. I I don't. It's hard for me to even believe that sound makes caves cave-in. But I know it it does it. You know, Just like an avalanche. Avalanches happen. The reason I bring that question up is this. There were some people on social media that complained that we had, we did the whole Weaver Brothers and then the avalanche and how it brought no value to the story other than just to introduce a po- uh, the cave, the bear cave. And that was it. That a Half an episode involved a tragedy of a town searching for two boys that we got the whatever the 40s visual the boys and the whole nine yards for it having no value to the actual monster or story other than a location but that's the thing is i thought it was just super cool was the fact that the only reason kuko knew where the cave was is because claude knew where the cave was Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying why not run into the woods remember they asked that question Mm -hmm. why run towards you know why go that way you know, it's because, oh, well, because Claude and them know, Claude and his brother, that yep. two of some of the only people in town that know where that bear cave is. You know, it makes perfect sense. It does. And I guess the people were complaining that they spent 30 minutes of an episode I understand yeah, that, giving it for that, I mean, that detail goes, alone. Well, I mean, for that, that detail and for the trap of the fact that and the you can't in. shoot me in here because it'll cave in. He I mean, thought he thought he had a perfect. So in reality, out. the Weaver brother scenario that took over thirty minutes of an episode was to give you the detail of Claude would know where it was mm-hmm. and, as he was trying to take the boy there, and also it shows you how sound can make a trap, such as what we were dealing with in this. That are the two biggest things, which is important because he's not a powerful person. Correct. In that sense of just overbearing everybody, that's why he had Jack. That's why he had other defense systems, and yeah. so he thought mutual destruction or I get out of here. Yeah, I don't think we necessarily. I can understand why people were upset. You know, that's one of those things where I would have shaved twenty minutes of that episode, but I'm not mad that we got that twenty minutes. But see, I don't see mutual destruction. I think Kuko's thinking, "Well, I'm not going to die from this, no matter what." But like, you I can two survive. will. You two will. And I'll I get a little bit you. of a meal. And that's the thing is, yeah, you two die, and then I'll eat you to give me the strength I need. Yeah. to get out. That's his worst worst case scenario. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I see what you're saying. You know what I'm with saying? That. So I, I can see it easily where it's like, I can't let you leave and you can't yeah. kill me. And then no one really even believes I exist anymore. So 
this is kind of a win-win. Yeah. So I, a lot you know. of possibility there. Okay, so he shoots, have the cave in. They go and get clawed out of there because the rocks fall on his leg, um, and they're helping him out. And then we get to me the scariest scene of the entire episode is when suddenly his son and the boy, the other Peterson boy, he Holly asks for a knife, and yeah, and that's right, and goes to stab him. Which and I still say when he pulls out this knife. I was expecting a booby dagger or something like that. With the sound, well, the way he whips and, it out. Oh yeah, I was like, oh wait. Uh, All right, do you have a knife or something? And he whips out this blade. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, did anybody think it was strange that Holly asked for this knife to do this? No, no, because I thought this was the Andy situation. This is the situation like I owe you one too, and we don't know if you're dead. We assume you're dead, but let's make sure. Double tap never hurt anybody. You got a bullet in the head. You got a giant slag. Tight or might? I don't remember. Giant rock slab. Just Whatever. Spike, on your lower body. A spike is jabbed into your abdomen. Um, but she gives him one more. Yeah. Time out. Are you saying that he took a shot to the head or a shot to the chest? Because I saw a, sh- a chest shot. Maybe it was. And then he had I'm a slag tight next to him, but a eye. rock hit him in the head. I think a rock hit him in the head is what it was. Not okay. a shot in the I head. I want to make sure you're clear on that. Yeah. I think a rock hits him in the head. I think he was shot in the chest. And he stabbed at the heart. Yeah. Um, but I like you and I both caught this. I thought it was very strange. The whole sticking it in him, but then how her hand goes down on the blade and makes this weird crunching sound. So this will be part of our strange theories after this. And Cash, I'm not sure if you noticed this. Okay. She stabs him. Mm-hmm. Ralph says, you know, or then she, it looks like she's going to go to try to pull the blade out. But instead, she slides her hand down past the handle, and then you actually hear her grip the blade yep. that's sticking out. And you hear, you hear a, sound. a squishing sound, like it's digging into her own hand. Like she's literally grabbed the blade on purpose. And then Ralph says, leave it alone. If we're ever going to get Terry, you know... Um, so you think she tries to we're get gonna clear her Terry's DNA. name? We're gonna yeah. need to leave it alone or like that. And that's where we get the "Who's Terry?" That's where we get the classic "Who's Terry?" Okay. And I'm just thinking she just gets so overwhelmed in this moment that it became more than Terry. It was all the other victims, and we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there with your thoughts for sure. Okay, because we got some theories. Hey, uh, um, glad for throwing some pain. Anyway, she walks off, and then you're right. Ralph walks up. No, what I was completely floored by was how many people on Twitter had no idea who these two ghosts were. I know that. I knew immediately. That's Derek and Peterson, the older brother. I yeah. mean, like, it was immediate. These were the two people that haunt him his own son and the boy he killed. Yeah. That's it. And, and I, mean, I was just like, Twitter why? was ablaze with, are those the two Weaver brothers? Or was that his this? Cash. Or was that that? And I was like, I didn't what? even see that no. on Twitter. I was amazed that the people weren't saying, oh, that's the Weaver boys. Even if they didn't know, I was expecting them to say the wrong thing and say it was the Weaver kids that were trapped. Somebody said those were the miners. Like, oh my because God. remember the line about how he says yeah, no I, I get this glow because yeah. I can feel those other Boltons because of the blood and the DNA and everything like that. And so these ghosts pop up and these people are like, oh, that must have been the other Boltons that died in here. I was like, no. And that was the thing. That was Kuko's remark that made me think about the handprints was he's like, I feel them, especially all the ones. You know what I mean? They glow and stuff like that. It's like, that's a weird statement to make. He also he, said, Why all the blood that runs like, through the, me. The sweetest, you know. Well, and that was another thing, too, about the realism and stuff like that. You were expecting some crazy supernatural answer. Like, I, I why, was expecting Why grief. children? Why children? It was just like, they taste the sweetest. You know what I mean? It was just, I eat to live just like you do. You know, right. so anyway. Which, that's a regurgitated line 
from what Holly says, is just an organism that's trying to survive. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. what it eats to survive, just like you and me. Yeah. And then he makes this line, and so of course that adds to the flame of how's Holly in this mix. Right. So Ralph noticing the two ghosts lets him know right off the bat that El Cuco's still alive. Cuco's still alive. And that's the key indicator. And I got that immediately. Oh yeah. And there were so many people who were like, they're really struggling. Well, why are the ghosts? Why do they know this? Yeah, how I don't you know understand that? Like, that part. And I got it because when some of the emails I got to the point was. And they were like, well, once I thought about it, it got to me. But at the moment, I was frustrated. Like, why does he go back? You know? Yeah. And so I, I can understand some frustration there. So Ralph comes back. Finishes has, the job. Has full conversation. Talk about him playing possum. I love the possum thing. Yeah. You um, think you're slick Look at possum. you playing possum. You know? <laughs> Picks up a rock, smashes his head. After we see him change his face back in time. Okay, now there was a huge thing. Well, he also this. like restabbed his hand as well. Well, he stabbed his hand down. He's thinking, even if this boulder across your head doesn't stop you, it's going to slow you way the hell down. Yeah, right. So he 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 put, hammers his ha- pins now. his hand to the ground. Okay. Well, now let's be honest with ourselves here. Now, okay, you're in a cave. Yeah, he's not how pinning rocks, that hand down. How many knives you know you can stab into rock? About as many as I know. Okay, uh, I'm just saying, I, I get it. You need this moment for what's happening. Yeah. But the second that happened, I was like, I, I, I've been to some caves, and I've been to Blanchard Springs, Arkansas, where there's just these beautiful stalactite caves and stuff like that. There ain't no spot you can stab a knife down into the ground, and it just stick there. Uh, it took yeah. me back to Badlands when they were digging with the wrong shovel, and it's just yeah, like... I mean, it was mm, a flat, oh, flathead shovels? Flat yeah, like, gotta love that shit. Um, <laughs> so, I'm, you know what? The rule of cool, Overtook I was over it. to overlook yeah. it immediately. Yeah. But I just wanted to know that is a detail that I was like, eh, negative. Didn't sit well with me in the moment and right. hasn't sat with me since. So to yeah. me, you know, so anyway, again, before this happens, it shows like a defense mechanism of starting to change into the faces. You see Bateman first, and then you see Hofstetter. Hofstetter, and then you see the girl from New York. Yep. There's several people were on there saying that at one time it looked like they were trying to change into Holly. No, no. I There's a not, last face before the rockets. It looks like some kind of older man before the rock explodes his head. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I didn't see nothing. No, I didn't see Holly at all. I watched it ten times. I no. never saw it. I mean, when it changed to Hofstetter, you know, maybe the combination with the the hair or something, you maybe get that. But I did not see that. No. It was very clear. The only thing that I was curious about it, it only showed the faces of the characters that we established that it had been. I was hoping that maybe it showed a few more characters of the ones Holly hadn't gone back far enough for yet. Does that make sense? Because Holly was able to investigate, and it showed us in this show that we saw Bateman's character, then we saw Hofstetter, and we saw the girl in New York. But she quit investigating from that point. I was expecting to find, you know, maybe there was some kind of deal where Andy was going to show us that there was, hey, there was another boy 20-something days earlier in Maine or, or somewhere else. Well, I mean, and, this one could only be... Three months old. You know, we have no idea. Her, the question of, is there more than one of you in it not knowing? I think it's just going to be just not vital. answering. And plus, Ralph can't just what? sit there and watch him go through all his faces back in time. And I agree with that. Just I'm smash just saying, it. Yeah. I agree with that. I was just kind of hoping that maybe it showed that there was more of its age to it, if that makes sense. No, I um, would have loved that. Anyway, he does. He smashes the head with the rock. And, it, you know, there it is. Uh, cool special effects. Yep. Um but Holly's watching this the whole time. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's back from in the a distance. distance, and she watches this, and then gives him a nod after he turns around, and mm-hmm. then she walks off again. 
Correct. They go outside the cave. They're helping Claude. And then suddenly Ralph just lets, Holly, you got this. <laughs> and walks away while, you know, Holly's able to tote, you know, Claude. Well, uh, and then uh, Ford got its massive advertisement deal. How much do you think Ford paid for the scene of just its car sitting there with the other ones exploded? We lingered there for like three <laughs> seconds. Come on, was, now, there was a Chevy uh, old school van there. I mean, it might have been graffitied and windows blown out, but you uh, know, it took bullets and was still rocking. You know? I'm just saying, pristine condition, nothing to hit it. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure that was an old Suburban that they actually pull off into, though. It the was, old, it was the old Chevy Suburban. Teal colored Suburban yeah. or whatever. So. so they put Holly's driving put Claude and Yule in the Suburban. They take off. They've come to the conclusion they're going to create a, a cover-up story um, that Jack and a unknown accomplice who is the ringleader uh, is the one who was after another boy. Um, and they were there on information to find out. They were ambushed. You know, Jack killed himself. To clear Terry's name, but also I feel like a little bit to try to clear Jack a little bit too. Clear him a little yes. bit and just... Who's going to believe that El Cuco was a real thing? So, yeah. I mean, you just had to make something. No, yeah. Yeah, I think no. I think Jack will take the brunt of the blame. The thing is, it seems like the only person they actually told was the DA or whatever like that, was that, yeah, Jack is the one that killed these people or whatever like that, but he was the puppet yeah. on a string by our other little friend. They don't even say it on the phone. You but, know? I mean, the DA knows, and his phone's probably knows exactly recorded, what they're talking about. So. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, it goes into it shows Jewel testing Claude with his story about how I'm mistaken that wasn't Terry at the strip club. Um, you know, how we ended here. Jewel makes the phone call to the DA. Um, t- uh, Ralph tells his wife to go talk to uh, Mait- Miss Maitland about you know, her part. Um, and everybody gets on the same page. And, you know, basically, then it shows several scenes of them following through with this. Yeah. And it's pretty cool because. None of the evidence was ever getting to be shown. Yes, because Terry and I think gets that's shot the only way on the this plan step. works. It's the only way it works because nobody else has seen any of this evidence. He can but, say he was mistaken about yep. who was at the strip club because nobody's seen the video. And I, and I think that's the reason they show the DA watching that part of the video mm-hmm. over and over again to show like, ah, it's not him. Yep, you know, it'll be something else. But the DA in Glory. When he goes over to say that he's clearing Terry's name and everything, and, and excellent bit of acting. Oh man, man. I, like, I my can't heart tell you was broken over this because I'm being sued. But and she just kind of gives a nod of, "I know where you're at." I understand. Yeah, <laughs> you know, well, because we had the scene with uh, Ralph's wife in Glory before that. Mm-hmm. You know, talking about like what's going to happen and everything. <laughs> yeah, don't mention anything Holly said. <laughs> exactly. And then of course you get to see Jenny go out there and burn the chair. You know, yeah, best character performance right there. Like that chair, the the chair. Did anybody else have the whole Ralph's line earlier? Back to our single friends, you know, (laughs) literally popped in my mind when she's burning this chair. I was laughing my ass off. So, like, one of the only other big things of evidence was they have the goo. Is it just going to be like Holly said? Is like they're just going to keep testing it and then just decide that it's inconclusive? It's inconclusive because we have no idea what it could be. And that's the only weak. Link in this well, chain that not really never because tied she up. does say that you know, after they test it multiple times they'll say it's contaminated or it's inconclusive or something they'll never come to the conclusion it's a foreign or alien substance because then they get laughed out of the room yeah not yeah. to mention there's not going to be a trial okay yeah there's not going to be there's no necessity the people that who control what evidence gets introduced are yeah. all on the same page all right. between Yule Ralph yeah. and the DA. 
Howie's dead. You know, it's like they're the only ones that are going to be like, well, actually, there was some goo found. You know. No, you're right. If if you look at the people who died, and the people are, it really does kind of clear the slate of the potential of where it could go. Only Claude. Claude's the actual weak link because he may want to talk. But being an ex-con felon, this yeah, no he's one's gonna not, believe. He's not. Nobody's gonna listen to him. Soon yeah. to be in therapy, like <laughs> <laughs> massive, yeah. massive sleep therapy. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, um, there, there's no doubt there. Claude, look at the flowers. Look at the flowers, Claude. <laughs> All right, let's go over this. They do some quick scenes towards the end. You get to you get a scene with Andy's funeral where you get to see him in uni- the picture of him in uniform, and there's the casket because this is after Holly has the whole an outsider knows an outsider mm-hmm. so gives Ralph a hug. Ralph says, "If we ever get a chance together to work again, I would literally love that opportunity." A triple homicide, yeah, you know, you know, gang another boy murder. Stuff. He's a gangland triple <laughs> homicide. Something easy. easy. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then she hugs him and out the door they go. And then she goes, I'm going to stop a few places. That was a key line. She said, I have a few stops on the way to Chicago. Yeah. Uh, and of course you get the cut scene of her lighting candles. And you also get a scene of, like you said, Andy's funeral and the, what looks like the funeral director finding the, her doll. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Her little figurine. Yeah. That her she was figure. holding on to while it, she was going in his that. casket. Yeah. Um, and she put it in the casket. So obviously representing, showing that she went to the yep. funeral. Went to the viewing or something. Um, and then it shows her in, I'm going to guess this is an apartment or, or, or house maybe. Um, I think so. It, it resembles the place that she visits where she's lighting candles and stuff before, if I'm mm-hmm. not mistaken. I think so. And I would say that this is her apartment. So she's in the restroom. And we get this badass scene of Jack right behind her. In the mirror. In the mirror. And she's like, oh, and she grabs a mirror and immediately puts Chase it to the, the back, back of her neck for, you know, if she has spots. Ding, 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 ding. Clue number one. You know what I mean? And then she goes into her bedroom, gets on the bed, and opens up a laptop and shows an article of Terry Maitland exonerated from so on while. A radio is playing, or a music device is playing, and talks about the classics uh, song from the past. Well, it's the song that, that Ralph talked about his exactly. mother Just and his son being born. And then that's right. playing. We already know she doesn't like listening to the radio. She doesn't like listening to it because then she ends up remembering the lyrics and all that. And so, ding, 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 clue two. And then, of course, she's messing with her hair, and you see the scratch on her arm. Clue three, ding, well, ding, ding. Well the, well, the other thing with the hair was uh, one of our listeners, Kelly, she was telling me she, she was uh, counterclockwise, doing it the opposite direction that she normally does. Twirling her hair. Yeah. Twirling her hair in the wrong way. And so, of course, this just went ba-boom. Twitter, Twitter so ba-boom. You know, just a Twitter bomb went off of what the heck happened. She scratched. When did Kuko get to her? Well, you know, she's seeing Jack, you know, but the radio being on is a huge thing. The song is a huge thing. Um, twirling her hair, the scratch, seeing Jack, all this stuff adds. Okay. So this is all the credit scene afterwards. No, don't get me wrong. There was another little scene where we see Ralph and Jenny go to the grave site and they, you know, yeah, whatever. she reveals all that. Yeah. But, pff, none of that matters yeah. right now. Moving on um, <laughs> to theory land. Theory land. Okay. <laughs> So, everybody talks about why did she say who's Terry? Why and people were talking about who are the two ghosts in the, in the cavern? We answered that already. 
Okay, so why did she see Jack? Who scratched her? Things of that nature. Yep. And then I'm going to throw the other thing out there that's really important that was never answered. I think Catch mentioned earlier was is that in episode nine, there was another boy murdered in a mm-hmm. different area, and that was never brought to conclusion. Ever. Yep. Yep. Okay. So do I need to start? You, you... I'm going to hear your theory. I'm going to try to poke holes in it. All right, so here we go. Here's my theory. There is a second El Cuco. There is another one of these. I'm 100% on this, okay? Here's my thought on this. Number one, she was wearing a long sleeve shirt and a long sleeve coat while she was in the cave. She was never scratched on that arm. There was no way she no was way scratched. No way she was scratched. So that I'm going we, with that, that right there. That we saw, no way. There's no way. So I, the Cuco that was in there did not scratch her. 100% on that. You do, if you start seeing premonitions or things that scare you in your mind, such as what Ralph was doing when he started seeing his son, because Cuco was playing with his mind and so on, that means that there's another Cuco that is around right now that has touched her or knows her or whatever, hence the scratch, and is playing on her mind. And this is the beginning, because as Claude said... Things started getting worse to the point where I felt like I was being watched. Things were in my mind. I was getting paranoid. I couldn't sleep. Whatever you want to say. Okay? And so, to me, what we have just seen is the beginning of the second cuckoo affecting her. Getting ready to transform. Getting And getting ready to transform into her. And that is how season two comes in. Because guess what? Season two is going to be fantastic if her double is the one that's implicated in a murder of a child or of another person. And Ralph is going to come to her aid. And he's, of course he's going to call Yule to come and say, Holly's in trouble. It looks like there's another one. It's copied her. We've got to help her. So you can bring all your main characters back from this, from this series to be able to help her investigate for a second one. They did kill the one that they did kill. 100%. Now, the whole deal with her hand on the knife... And her squeezing it and the sound and stuff like that. I'm going to chalk that up to a just a person who doesn't normally handle a knife when it stabs into something. And the sound effect was just it not pulling the knife out. Even though I thought it was very strange. And so I'm going with that. Now to answer the question of who's Terry. I think she was being rhetorical. I think when he was saying the words of... You know, we've got to make sure we cover this up. To clear his name and so on. She was really just saying... I got you by really by saying, then who's Terry? If that makes sense, because her investigation about everything was to clear Terry Maitland. So she doesn't need to be a part of anything. Her, her investigation, her involvement, anything she found, anything she told anyone needs to all go away. And so like she basically was saying, I'm practicing the line of who's Terry Maitland. I was never involved in this. And so I think it was a rhetorical answer to his him saying we've got to get this completely covered up we've got to make this go away i can kind of buy that and so to me that's why she said who's terry is that was her way of saying who's that i was never a part of this and then her getting the scratch and all that stuff is 100 percent. the reason it was after the credits is to set up season two boom that's my theory right there they gave us enough they said they there was another kid the da saw it there was photos of it, and that was happening while the other one was in the cave, scared, while Jack was protecting it. That shows there's a second one, and they're going to frame Holly, and that's how this next story begins. I mean, it still comes, how was she scratched, and where was she scratched? That, they showed that off screen. Through her stops, 
Back to Chicago. Boom. That's how she gets scratched. Uh, I, I agree. The The fact she says, I have a couple stops. Mm. One of them, I would say for sure, is Andy's funeral. Yes. Not only that, that thing loves grief. And so if that thing was at that funeral, it could be just sitting there enjoying the grief of it. It's a great location. Now, it might not have created that grief. Who knows? I don't for it know. to randomly be at that grief, like that, that's just a huge Again, stretch. Here's the thing. We never got the answer of how many of it are you? Do you know others? Anything of that nature and stuff. For all you know, those things know each other. And that's just one of many of these. What are they, funeral crashers? Like- no. What I'm saying is is that a cuckoo knows another cuckoo. If they have the mental capacity to be able to well, affect somebody. Well, he asked, somebody, are there more? He's, he's- and he didn't get an answer. He, he was. It's like he, he was didn't know her. the answer, yeah. though. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna go with if this thing found out about this one and killed it, it would make sense that you want to get that that puzzle piece or that you know that one off the chessboard, and so she would be an obvious target for somebody you want to frame for your next murder. Oogie doogie. I can't wait to hear what you got. All right. So here we go. <laughs> first things first. The DA gets a phone call from a police officer, I would assume nearby, mm-hmm. in his district, right? To say that we found another child murdered on a on a trail very similar to the Frankie Peterson. Frankie Peterson murder. Okay. Which would make me feel more like there is another cuckoo, or what are we going to call this thing? We're going to keep calling it cuckoo? Yeah, El cuckoo. Another cuckoo that's maybe coming to aid its brother or something. Why kill it so close to where other killings are happening? That there mean that there's one that close to so this So you one? think they know that there's more than one of them? Possibly. Okay. I'm down with that. To me, it explains my theory. Or maybe it's just one's coming either to aid well, to me, or like, has a feeling or he, something. To, I'm, not even, I'm not even saying that's what it is. I'm just saying it's weird they didn't explain that there was another child murdered. And they didn't even bring it up. Yeah, they didn't even bring it back up. It was like, hey, here's this huge piece of evidence and gone. True. Psst. They f- zoom in on her squeeze that knife blade. Yes. It is strange. weird. I'm with you. The only thing I can think of is like they were trying to show her attempting to pull the blade out. Part which makes of, no sense. Part of me was like she wanted to squeeze the blade that had its DNA. Like maybe it would transform into her and I was like well that's way that's way big bridge that's a way big bridge to jump over my only thing is is Holly didn't get her answers or you know questions answered from talking to her would be like when he because he starts saying she's like it all flows through my blood all my all the memories and things like that it's, it's a transformative experience you know was like his blood's on the knife now squeeze it mix its blood with my blood maybe I'll get some answers or something. You know what I'm saying? Once again, once again, silly because they didn't really, we don't sure that the squeezing of the knife blade has anything to do with anything. Yeah. It could just be a poor choice of how she tried to pull the blade out. That's how I'm going with it. Right. The who's Terry thing, huge stretch to me to say that she was being rhetorical and like being playful. Like who's Terry, you know, Plane hadn't been set yet. Like I'm still thinking that he says, "You need to leave the body alone so, so we, we can, can clear Terry's name." Not yeah. like who's Terry? Obviously, they need the body 
to clear Terry's name is what Ralph's thinking at first. So why would she say, who's Terry? They, she, they need the her involved in all her information to show this body. Then Ralph turns around when he sees the ghost. And he's like, actually, all the science people are going to start taking chunks off you. They're going to start looking into it and stuff like that. And he sees where it could go terribly wrong. You know what I mean? Then he smashes the head. So the who's Terry thing, I think, is horseshit. I don't think I don't think that flies. Okay. That's one super weak point, I think, in your theory. Not saying you're even wrong, though, because maybe it's just a poor choice in the show. Yeah, we I mean you know, we have no idea. No clue. Okay. I feel pretty strong. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mr. Scientist. Did we there. ever find anything with did Claude ever say anything about seeing hallucinations? I know he said it feels like somebody's in his head and he's paranoid and he can't sleep at night and stuff like that. But she straight up hallucinated. She straight just, up hallucinates just like one of the ones. Well, that's when she was being, on the bus, being turned into right. Yeah. Hers is like just when she was on the bus and uh, was a little kid that popped up in the road or something. No, it was a. a she looks like a truck is pulled out in front of the bus. That, that's what right. it was. And uh, the guy who committed uh, suicide by cop. Was on the bus, giving her a hard time. Yep. And the thing is... But that was a cuckoo doing that to her. Right. My thing is, though, that was done to her at such a distance that this thing's power can reach a long way away. It can get into someone's head and give you that. I would think it's more likely that the cuckoo he smashes the head is still alive. Okay. And is affecting her right now. Because she checks her neck, mm-hmm. she doesn't. She doesn't feel like the, like Claude did. She immediately checks her neck because she feels like well, in the checking of the neck, that's being touched physically by him and getting that goo left on you. Right, but I'm like, she's acting like someone that's going to be like Jack. Yes, not somebody that's been scratched and has changed, or somebody's changing into her. You know what I mean? It's mixes of the two different things. All right. So I think that's a little off, maybe. And I agree with you to a, on that point because there was a part of me that was like, he's probably he might not be dead. I mean, like because I mean, smashing of the head with the rock, I get that. You want to believe it's dead that that the hit that what's his head, whatever. But you just don't know. I mean, if the thing got impaled and shot through the chest and was just sitting there playing possum, I mean, like you just don't know what this thing is. And it's very, very possible that it's not dead. And that since they've covered this story up, there was no reason for somebody to go into that cave and search this crime scene, which is, is a, should be a huge crime scene. I mean, there's people have been blown, shot up, yeah. the whole nine yards. So that that is just an absolute, you know, on that situation. And so there's a lot of people who are like, somebody walks in there and sees that body there. For all you know, it's still there. It gets a bite out of somebody, comes back, and it revisits, and it's just we're starting to start a story over again. Now, my only issue with that was is then why the scratch? Why the scratch? Why yeah, she listening to the music? Why she looking into the Terry case? All this stuff. I mean, I can see looking into the Terry case because it's like, well, she was just a yeah, part of this Yeah, let me just go ahead and check this and yeah, I can make see sure he part. did get cleared. But listening to the music, it playing that song, and, and she has a scratch. That she, there's just That's no odd. way she got the scratch. I think it's playing to the audience. I yeah. mean, like I said, I really, really do. It's playing to the audience. If you want to say, how do you get somebody excited for season two? 
throw out the things out there that just ham-fisted slap you in the face of scratch, music, twirling hair, hallucination, hallucination. That's like that's that's all of it in the breadbasket waiting for you to say enjoy. Yeah. And my, my thing is, I think I'm just going to stick with what my original theory was, that this thing is actually like a parasite. It may not even live in the head. Maybe it lives in your stomach like a tapeworm. That's why it's always so hungry all the damn time. You know what I mean? So they, sh- they know, it got hit in the head, it got stabbed in the chest, it got shot in the chest, it's got a meteorite thing in it, but it didn't touch the fucking stomach. So I'm just leaning towards, maybe it's a parasite. I, and it's I alive. I 100% disagree that it's a separate organism for it to be yeah. able to change it's, the head into different faces and stuff it's to me it's a shape-shifting monster of some kind that but the more mass than one of. the mass has to be the same just where its important organs are or how and stuff is different and you know, well, i mean the mass doesn't have to be the same because it went from a small woman up in new york to i'll give you that relatively let's put it relative that's you're you're considering the head as a different organ than the arm then no, I'm just considering because it, it shape shifts its arm just like it does its head. Correct. I mean, so I don't know where its vitals are, and so to me, even if it's got its head knocked off, you know what we perceive is just its be head. like a blob, right? Yeah. Exactly. We have I mean, no we, idea. We see this T one thousand. Exactly. So, t- to me, there's a second one, or the first one's not dead. I like the idea of a second one because why give us the information about a boy? being murdered on a trail, chewed up just like the other one, while we know where the other one is and is suffering because it hasn't eaten a boy in a while. Period. That right there says it all to me. I agree. Yeah, I agree that there's multiple. I've been on that bandwagon since like episode three. So, But I do, I do think it's weird that it's a killing close enough for the local DA to have f- been a informed of it. Yeah, Correct. 100%. Because that just means that this killing was close enough. That, yeah. me, that feels to me like one's either... Coming to the aid or something. You know what I mean? And it could be, but it was just, I got the impression that R.L. Cuco had no idea that there was other ones like him. And it's and, possible that he doesn't have any idea. And so like maybe it's like a older one that has a connection with all the other ones in the area or something like that. And that's why your theory has a little bit more meat on its bone. So here's another theory that's out there, which I don't agree with, but let's see if y'all think it's possible. The Holly... The one we saw listening to music and twirling hair was the doppelganger of El Cuco too. No, 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 because you you wouldn't show the Jack hallucination hallucination then. That's what I thought as well. Because yeah. people were like, if that's not really Holly, that's the copy of Holly. It wouldn't have that cut regardless. Well, if you copied somebody that you scratched, it, you wouldn't have the cut. I don't know like, why you would. I, I don't know. I don't know why you would. We never looked at the the clawed's El Cuco's hand when he was clawed after he got scratched. Well, I mean, like, I mean it was like the babiest, tiniest of scratches. Right. I'm just saying. I mean, this is a significant. Like, that's think, the other thing. Like Terry's was bare. We never saw the scratch. Right. And I'm we just saw him naked. That that's the theory that's out there. I don't agree with that at all. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. Not biting. I don't. I'm not biting on that. If they, if that is the case, then they did a poor job of showing the hallucination scene. Yeah. Agreed. And I think showing the scratch and all that stuff was just, it's almost too in your face. I feel oh. like they're lying to us. Oh, it is pure fan favor. Pure fan favor for season yeah, two. I feel like it's. I a- wouldn't be surprised that was added at the last minute because of how well the season's gone. Yeah, they totally. might have just like called her back and be like, hey, we need a, we need do- a two minute scene. Yep. 
You know, I don't you know. know what? it makes me want to call Mark and be like, yes. Because remember what Mark said when we had his interview? By the way, if you hadn't listened to his interview, you need to listen. He said, there's a chance I'm back in season two. Oh, yeah. Very colorful and if, that, if that's the case. As a hallucination, maybe. He could be the guy who's tormenting her. I'd love but, it. I mean, I'm just putting it out there. It adds credence to my theory here. I'm just putting it in there. I know, but if I'm tor- if I'm tormenting her, I'm using Andy, not Jack. There's a lot more we can learn if it's Jack tormenting her than Andy. Yeah. Either way. But uh, guys, I think this was one of the best seasons of just pure television we've seen in a long time. Right. Right. And I tell you, it's one of the, my favorite podcasts we've done over a season of television in a long time. Absolutely. Well, especially for fan interaction. Uh, the anticipation for each episode and all that stuff. It's been excellent. Yeah. Thank you to every single body who's emailed numerous, I mean, numerous, numerous and numerous emails, numerous communications through Messenger, Facebook, Twitter, iTunes reviews, oh, good, yeah. bad, ugly. Oh, thank you for just going in and calling it like it is. If we say everything yeah. every time, everything. <laughs> I, I caught myself saying it like three times and I like tried to stop it mid thing or all that stuff. <laughs> Guys, look, we really appreciate it. We love it. And if you think we yeehaw or hillbillies, go for it. That's also good, too. Whatever. We really, really appreciate it. It's been a huge honor to do this podcast for you guys and gals. And Please bring the same excitement and reviews and to nonsense Westworld. to Westworld Podcast. Yes, Westworld starts next Sunday. That's where HBO picks back up. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please go click subscribe. Go subscribe. Did I say Sub- subscribe? Sorry. There we go. There you go. There's your Man. first review for us. <laughs> yeah. If you could talk, if words are hard. <laughs> but if you give us, go ahead and give us a positive review on it too. That'd be great. Uh, it, it super boosted us. We were in the top ten in podcast for Outsider for the uh, all of iTunes, which is number historic. one podcast for the Outsider. Yeah, and that's all because y'all are listening and, and enjoying it. And hopefully. the reviews we got, and so uh, we owe all that to you guys, and it's changed uh, a lot for us in a very positive way. So we really, really appreciate it. And uh, thank you again to Mark, you know, for just randomly listening, choosing yeah, us, and then and joining us for the podcast, letting us meet you, man. That was a great thing. I never would have thought, you know, just us doing this. We get to continue meeting people that we never would have thought in our lives. And, Absolutely. And please continue with the emails and the tweets about The Outsider to shit on our theories or to give us your own theories. Yeah, really. If we think we're total morons and we miss something, I'm looking forward to that email. I'm 100% looking forward to it. Or on Twitter, whatever. But as again, guys, check out Westworld with us. That starts next week. Uh, I think we're going to wrap it for this one and uh, call it a day. Anybody got anything else? That's it, man. Guys, uh, again, it's been a blast. This is Bleed TV, and I'm Zach. I'm Jake. And I'm Cash. Until next time. We'll see you next week.